Welcome to this episode of Planting Seeds. I'm Keith Jones, the preaching minister of the Calera Church of Christ, and I've prepared a short message from Scripture that's intended to be the planting of a seed that, if cultivated, will in time produce fruit in the lives of the listeners. Now, let's get started. The Lord bless and keep you. May His face shine upon you and be gracious and give you peace. In this episode, we'll continue our look at the book of 1 John. In previous episodes, we've looked at the metaphor of light and the characteristics of light and how understanding them may help us to understand what John wants to communicate when he lets us know that we should be walking in the light of love. The aspect of light we want to look at today is its ability to highlight things when shown directly on them. It gives extra emphasis. In particular, we want to talk about how love highlights God's work, not just putting a light on it so that we can say God is over there doing something, but so that we can participate with him. John mentioned several times in his letter a concept of fellowship. It's a word that we use pretty frequently in churches, unfortunately, though it's kind of been relegated to a meal that church members share together. Now, that meal is fellowship, but only in so much as we participate in the eating of it together. It's the togetherness that makes it fellowship. And it's not relegated in scripture to just meals. There are certainly times when people shared meals together, but there are times that we as Christians are called to work together and to work with God, to see what God is doing and participate in it. John begins his letter this way. If you go back to the beginning of 1 John in uh, chapter 1, verse 3, it says, That which we have seen and heard we proclaim also to you, so that you too may have fellowship with us. And indeed, our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. The idea of fellowship, that joint participation, is something that John wanted to share with his readers because he was already sharing it with the Father and with the Son. And we're going to see as we look at more of what John wrote that these things are interconnected. But let's start by talking about our participation with the Father. We are redeemed. God sent his son to save us and to cleanse us with his blood so that we would be vessels appropriate for his purposes, so that he could recreate, reform us into vessels that he could use for his purposes. We are redeemed to participate with God in his work. That's the essence of fellowship, being joined together in that participation. We get to have fellowship with the Father. We participate in his work. We participate in life. We live with him or abide with him. John says this way in 1 John chapter 3, verses 23 and 24. And this is his commandment, that we believe in the name of his Son, Jesus Christ, and love one another just as he has commanded us. Whoever keeps his commandments abides in God and God in him. And by this, we know that he abides in us by the spirit whom he gave us. John tells his reader about this idea of living together in God. 
we abide in God. This happens when we have a belief in Christ and love one another. It's confirmed by the Spirit that's in us, but we get to share life with God through His Word, that Word that directs us to believe in His Son and to love one another. Also in 1 John chapter 4, starting in verse 12, John says, No one has ever seen God. If we love one another, God abides in us, and his love is perfected in us. By this, we know that we abide in him and he in us, because he has given us of his spirit. And we have seen and testify that the Father has sent his Son to be the Savior of the world. Whoever confesses that Jesus is the Son of God, God abides in him, and he in God. So we have come to know and to believe the love that God has for us. God is love, and whoever abides in love abides in God, and God abides in him. It's the love that we have for God and the love that we share with others that highlights this work that God's doing and allows us to participate in living in God and doing his will. But remember, 1 John chapter 1, verse 3 said that we could have fellowship with the Father, but also with His Son, Jesus Christ. Those who believe in Christ, we're told in Scripture, uh, make up what is called the body of Christ. And, And we're charged with carrying out His purposes. We get to share life with Christ by carrying out His ministry and His purposes. John says it this way in 1 John chapter 2, starting in verse 5. But whoever keeps his word, in him truly the love of God is perfected. By this we may know that we are in him. Whoever says he abides in him ought to walk in the same way in which he walked. The he here is Jesus. And John lets us know that we abide in Christ. We share life with Christ by taking his actions, by acting like Jesus acted, treating people the way Jesus did, revering God the way that Jesus did. Later in that same chapter, in verse 24, uh, John writes, Let what you heard from the beginning abide in you. If what you heard from the beginning abides in you, then you too will abide in the Son and in the Father. Again, this idea of living in the Son sharing life with the Son. And we're told that this happens when we make what we heard from him a part of us. And in doing so, we're given reason for great confidence because the very next verse says, and this is the promise that he made to us, eternal life. We have this capacity to share life with and the love of God, be in fellowship with him. We have the capacity to live in Christ, share life with, and the ministry of Christ, be in fellowship with him. But that means that something else will naturally follow. If we have given ourselves to fellowship with Father and Son, then we will have fellowship one with another. Look at 1 John chapter 1, verse 7. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, his Son, cleanses us from all sin. If we are in the light, if we are walking in love, and that puts us in God and in Christ, then all who are in that circumstance have fellowship with one another. We're a part of each other, and we share in what it means to be a child of God. See, our participation with God in Christ necessarily means that we participate with one another. And as we all share love, 
it becomes easier for us to see. Love will highlight the work that God is doing and allow us to participate or have fellowship with him. We're told by John that the things that are required for that fellowship are things that are within us. Listen to what he says in 1 John chapter 2, verse 26. I write these things to you about those who are trying to deceive you, but the anointing that you receive from him abides in you. There is something living in us that makes it possible for us to radiate love, uh, for us to walk in that love, which causes us to share life with God and with Christ and, and to fulfill his purposes. It becomes easier and easier for us to see what it is that he wants us to do because we have in us an anointing. God is there. He lives in us. Christ is there. He lives in us. And this anointing seems to refer to the spirit of God that we are given that empowers or is the power source that gets us moving and equips us to do the things we're called to do. John also says in chapter 2, verse 14, I write to you, young men, because you are strong and the word of God abides in you and you have overcome the evil one. And later in that same chapter, verse 24, let what you heard from the beginning abide in you. If what you heard from the beginning abides in you, then you too will abide in the Son and in the Father. What is it that John is telling us here? Another part of what's in us uh, that is empowered by the Spirit to be able to see God's work and do it is this idea of the Word dwelling in us. Now, notice he didn't say that we are supposed to go live in the Word. I know people who spend all of their spare time reading Scripture and trying to understand it and arguing with people about the meaning of obscure words and, and, and principles and John didn't say live in the word. He did tell us to live in God, to live in Christ, but he tells us to let the word live in us. Or maybe even better said, let the word come to life in you. It's great to read it and know what's there, but it needs to be a living, breathing instrument that is in you. Because we have fellowship with God, the Son, with each other, the Spirit's empowering us, we have the Word of God in us that can come to life, that can be animated, and people can come to know what God wants His children to look like by looking at us. That's the work that we've been given. Love will highlight our ability to see that and to act on it because we're told that this love lives in us. But let's notice one other thing that John writes in his letter that has some bearing on what we've talked about in this episode. In 1 John chapter 3, verse 17, he says, But if anyone has the world's goods and sees his brother in need, yet closes his heart against him, how does God's love abide in him? We've spent all of this time talking about having fellowship with the Father, having fellowship with the Son, how that means that we'll have fellowship with one another. John says a good way to help you know if you're living that way, if you are truly jointly participating with God in his work, is when you have an opportunity to help someone. If you tell them no 
when you have the means, when you have the capacity to do so, that is not God's love in you. That is not your participation with God in his work. That is your rebellion against him. It is our love for other people that highlights the work God is doing and gives us the opportunity to participate. Notice that John says a failure to do so means that our heart has been closed. And we need to be a people whose hearts are open to the Father living within us, to the Son living within us, His Word coming to life in us, and allowing the Spirit to direct and empower us to do the work of God. Thank you for listening. You can find more of these messages on our website, calirachurchofchrist.org, or subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast app. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter.